What up, homies? Thanks for tuning in to the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. I'm the host, Jeff Clark, and I'm a little down in the dumps today. Went 0-3 on Tuesday, an absolutely atrocious betting night for yours truly. There's not much in the way I can say or, or, or not many excuses I can make. That's probably the better way to put it. It just sucked. It was just, just an off night. I uh, probably went a little overboard handicapping three of the four games on Tuesday. Again, they were all whiffs. The first one was an over 232 in the Brooklyn Nets at San Antonio Spurs game. That ended 106-98 with the Spurs winning and really had no chance of going over the total. Uh, Kyrie Irving turned out to be a late scratch. He wasn't a big part of my analysis, but, you know, with KD sidelined, Kyrie Irving is certainly uh, Brooklyn's best player. So um, I ended up getting the worst of the number. I think it closed at 227 since um, when I handicapped and, and did a podcast about that game. Kyrie Irving wasn't even on the injury report, and he went from not on it to questionable to out. So that sucked. Um, two of the quarters went for 60 points, so I guess half the game trended over the total, but the other two went um, combined for, for 48. So that one sucked, um, and it didn't get any better from there on out. I, I took six and a half with the Portland Trailblazers. They ended up losing 122 to 113 at the Denver Nuggets. Um, I actually just turned off the game before the the final minute, but Portland almost snuck in the back door. They actually got a three point attempt off at the final 10 seconds of the game and absolute garbage time that that didn't go down. But had they made that, I would have had a really really um, fun fun uh backdoor cover but didn't go that way Lillard uh balled out but Nikola Jokic balled harder he uh went th- he had 36 points 12 rebounds 10 assists and 11 and 12 shooting so dude went nuclear um then the final game that I also got the worst number in was uh I took under 223 in the Philadelphia 76ers Los Angeles Clippers game um I did note that the Clippers' offense is much worse when Paul George isn't on the floor, and that he was questionable. Excuse me, questionable to play in last night's game. He ended up playing, um, but but Philadelphia actually kind of beat the brakes off of Clippers and and pushed that game over the total. There was an outside chance that that game could have that could have actually went under, but Norman Powell had like eight points in the final 90 seconds to kind of put that out of reach. Um, The final score of that game, I have to pull it up right now, bear with me, was the 120 to 130. So, yeah, I mean, you take away Norman Powell's late buckets, uh, that game could have went under. But be that as it may, it it, it definitely wasn't the right side. Um, Two of the quarters went under the total. Two of the quarters went over the total. Um, but with all the offensive firepower on both teams, um, even though Los Angeles does play a lot of games under at home, it was uh, the under was the wrong look. So 
nothing really to say. My bad if you faded me or if you followed me. Um, congrats if you if you faded me. Um, but I'm gonna dust myself off and and hit this nine game Wednesday schedule. Um, I, I like three NBA games tonight. First one tips off at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder hosting the Indiana Pacers. Um, I'm laying three and a half with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they're playing really well right now. They've won six of the last eight games, covered seven of those games. The Pacers have lost four straight, one and three against the number in those games. Tyrese Halliburton, the Pacers' starting point guard and, and best player, um, he's been out for three of those games, and and they score the Pacers four point, excuse me, five point two fewer. P- points per hundred possessions and non-garbage time when Halliburton's off the floor. Uh, not having Halliburton in the lineup gives the Thunder a pretty massive edge in the backcourt over the Pacers. Um, SGA, Shea Gildress-Alexander is, I don't know what the odds say on DraftKings right now, which is the, the proud sponsor of the Outkick Bets podcast and the odds provider. I don't know what they're saying about or what the what the odds are for most improved player, but SGA is almost a, almost definitely atop the leaderboard or atop the odds to win most improved player. He's sixth in PER, fifth in both win shares and points per game. The Oklahoma City Thunder is only two games below 500, even though they were projected to finish last in the West or down at the bottom, according to most betters and most casual NBA fans. Um, according to Basketball References SRS system, which accounts for point differential and strength of schedule, the Thunder are close to two points better than the Pacers on neutral court. So you add the home court advantage. I would be willing to lay up to four and a half or five with the Thunder, um, especially because they play very well at home. They're 14 and eight against the number at home this season with a plus six spread differential they're five and three as home favorites this year the thunder are so they're a pot they're a great um home team or at least great against the number and i think them being better than the pacers by nearly two points on a neutral plus it being an okc gives the thunder um some value here and despite their winning record the pacers are just 23rd in net rating According to cleaningtheglass.com, the Thunder are 6-0 versus bottom 10 teams. They have a 12.4 non-garbage time net rating, which ranks fourth in the NBA. And they have a plus 12 ATS differential against bottom 10 teams, which is first in the NBA. Um, OKC's last game was Sunday, which is two days ago now. Um, They actually beat the Brooklyn Nets by 10 on the road. Um, and the Thunder are 5-2 and two against the spread with two or three days of rest. They have an 8.5 ATS margin in those games. So I'm going to lay 3.5 with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I'm willing to play it up to minus 4.5. The next best bet that I'm looking at here, going back to the well with the Miami Heat. It's an 8 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off with the New Orleans Pelicans. The Miami Heat are 24-21. and 21. The Pelicans are uh, 26 and 18, but of course they're still without their two All Stars and Brandon Ingram and and um, and Zion Williamson. 
honestly, if if the if the Miami Heat lose this game, I'm gonna have to put them on the ban list. I've I've lost too much money on the Miami Heat. I I made a bunch of money on them last year, but they are I I just can't figure them out. They're 24 and 21 again, 24 and 21. Um, so they are trending towards making the playoffs despite dealing with a myriad of injuries. That's the Eric Spolstra factor, the head coach of Miami. Um, but I, I, the, both of these teams are top 10 defensive rating. The Heat are 7-5 and five versus top 10 defenses. The Pelicans are 6-8. and eight. Miami's defense, I think, is just going to be able to really shut down New Orleans' offense. They rank rank sixth or better, the Heat do, and points off of turnovers per game allowed, paint points per game allowed, fast break points per game allowed, and second chance points per game allowed. Effectively, the Miami Heat don't allow easy buckets. You need to execute to, to beat them or to score points on them, and uh, Miami's execution uh, offensively is significantly hindered by no Zion or Brandon Ingram in the lineup. Uh, I also think we can get a bounce back game for Miami's um, three point shooting. They've kind of sucked this year. I'm not sure where they are. I'm I'm willing to bet <laughs> that the Miami Heat are bottom ten in three point shooting percentage. But the Pelicans allow the seventh highest volume of three point attempt rate. So the Miami Heat could get some seventh highest volume of wide open three point attempt rate. Excuse me. So the the Heat could get some some good looks, and they still have. Um, Decent three-point shooters, um, Tyler Hero, uh, just to name, just um, first and foremost. So so is Max Strus. Duncan Robinson's a former three-point shooting contest champion, but he's sidelined with an injury. So maybe give uh, maybe a, a look on Mar- Max Strus or Tyler Hero to go over the three-point three-pointers made uh, prop as a, as a decent look as well, but. There are also a few pro heat betting trends. Um, the Heat are four and zero against the spread in their last four, or following their last four ATS losses. They're four and zero in their last four versus teams with a winning record, and the Pelicans are zero and six against the number in their last six versus winning teams. So, uh, my second best bet is the Miami Heat, and it is currently. Um, three and a half. So that's when I'm going to take it. I think I gave it out in the written form of this NBA breakdown as a uh, minus three. Um, so I got, I got a good number, but, um, that's no longer here. So I'll just take the number that's available on DraftKings at the time of the recording. Um, final best bet is the Sacramento Kings, which are down to, Minus two as they visit the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, it touched minus four earlier this afternoon, but it's back down to two. I think it touched four because um, LeBron James was on the injury report as questionable, um, but he's been since flipped to probable, so money's coming back in on the Lakers. Um, the, the public is all over the Lakers, which is a change over the, I don't know, recent history. Uh, the betting history for the Lakers because I think they burned a lot of people early, so people started to to bet against them, and they've been pretty good lately and uh, making backers money. So people are back on the Lakers train. They've won 
six out of the last nine. They've covered seven out of their last nine. So the Lakers are making people money, but I think the the Sacramento Kings are are gonna gonna put it on them today. They um, they they are uh, two and one straight up and against the spread against the Lakers this season. The Lakers did snap a three game losing streak to the Kings and a one thirty six one thirty four. Um, law, oh, win in Sacramento. So the Lakers got them last time, but that was January 7th. It's tough to beat the same team twice in a short turnaround. So we have the zigzag theory. Also, the Kings just beat up on bad teams. Lakers are bottom 10 in net rating. Sacramento's 13 and 6 straight up against teams with, um, against teams of the top 10 or the bottom 10 net rating. They're Six and adjusted net rating, eighth and ATS margin versus bottom ten teams. Um, also, the Kings are five and one against the number as road favorites, and uh, with a six a plus six point one ATS margin, they're seven and two ATS versus divisional foes. The Lakers are an NBA worst one and seven versus their division um, with a minus three point nine ATS margin. So. Um, essentially the Kings are good with teams against teams they're familiar with and the Lakers are, are bad, um, against teams they're familiar with. Also the most important aspect of the NBA nowadays, as, as you guys know, is the three point shot Sacramento's fifth and wide open three point attempt rate and their first and wide open three point attempt rate allowed. So they're going to they're going to probably dominate the Lakers here from behind the arc and that usually decides games in regular season NBA action. Um also the Kings again they they beat up on 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 bad defenses and um bad teams. You know, I gave you their their early um the early record and ATS margin against bad teams, but the Lakers are 20th in defensive rating. Sacramento's 12 and three straight up versus bottom 10 defenses. They have the second best net rating in those spots and the sixth best ATS margin. So it's getting cheaper because people are betting the Lakers, but I would, I I love the idea of fading the market um, by taking the Kings here as a home or a road favorite against the Lakers. So that's my third best bet. We're going the uh, Sacramento Kings laying two in L.A. against the Lakers. I'm going to lay three and a half with the Miami Heat at the New Orleans Pelicans. And I will um, lay three and a half at home with the Thunder hosting the Indiana Pacers. Let's hope for a rally. I need it. I'm down to two and four this week. My NBA uh, Hoops at Lunch show podcast record is now 15 and 14 so straddling the line of profit um pretty much not there anymore i guess it's a slight profit but really need to pull out um a winning day here and get on the 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 right side of the one loss record um for for the third week here in january wish me luck um, I wish you luck, whether you fade or follow me. Show me some love on social media if you could, or by reviewing this podcast positively on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Eh, I might not be back with an NBA podcast tomorrow. I'll be breaking down the NFL divisional round with the homie David Troy. So look out for that in your Outkick Bets podcast feed. But uh, peace out, and I'll talk to you guys later.